Welcome, my man, Big Baby. Davis, yes, yes. what's happening, man? Good, good to be here, man. Good to see you, brother. Good to see you. You had Crocs on last time you were in the zone. I like yeah. Jordans a little bit better. Yeah. Not criticizing your style, but just saying, <laughs> you know, just an observation. You a big Patriots fan, huh? Yeah, I am, man. You know, uh, I like what, you know, Belichick and Brady have been doing up there. So you, you know? stuck with them. I, I imagine you became a fan when you went to Boston. Yes, I and did. And you stuck with them I, when you I, I didn't. That was my first football game really going and like watching was uh really? Tom Brady. Yep. And uh in my second game was the game he broke it. I mean he tore his ACL. So oh, it was just wow. like I came a fan after that. Like, wow. man, I real feel bad. But then he you know, he dominates the game. Did you, you know? ever go to any practices or anything? No, nah, I never been to you any practice. You never met Belichick. Nah, I never got I, I bet he would have been recruiting you. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, you were everybody saw you the other night on mm -hmm. uh TNT Area 21 with KG, Rajon Rondo, Paul Pierce, Kendrick Perkins. That was, it looked like a lot of fun. I mean, I know the Ray Island stuff got all the buzz, but just beyond that, man, it looked like y'all were having a great time. Man. Yeah, it was it was a great time, man. I, you know, just to see those guys again and, uh, you know, just to be around them, just like how we used to be in the locker room, you know, it was a good feeling, you know, and just to catch up. Was that team unusually close or just average close for the NBA? Uh, we were really close. Like, when you with somebody every single day, and not just with them, just, just doing things, going through issues, you know, you know, it just builds a lot of just – just love and just, you know, that relationship that we, we, we had was just unbreakable. And to this day, it still is, you know. So, you know, um, when you go through the war with somebody, you know, it, it's, you know, it's a good feeling to, to see them. So y'all got the reunion coming up. Are you, are you going? Y'all going to Europe, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know where we going. I know I ain't paying. Cause I don't make the Rondo most money. Rondo paying for everything. Rondo paying You know, I'm going to bring my little spending money, but uh, I don't know where we going. I can't wait. It's going to be exciting, though. Y'all, I, I was with y'all, if you remember, when y'all mm -hmm. first came together as the big three and, and you were a rookie uh, in Rome. Um, how important was that training camp in Rome to you guys coming together? Um, it was, it was, it sped up the process, you know, um, cause we went somewhere away from our comfort zone. We went somewhere kind of like away from everything, kind of focused on ourselves and going to Rome, you know, it kind of, you know, it kind of ignited something in us that, Hey, we're going to get this done. Um, and then from that temp from 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 then on from that training camp, you know the tempo was set, and um, you know we went and, and won that thing. Now I know initially I remember if I remember correctly the the second unit was beating the big three in the practice. Man, right? we were competing. We were competing because <laughs> you got you know James Posey who wasn't taking no mess, Eddie House that wasn't taking no mess, Leon. You know you had. You know, you had so many players, Tony Allen, guys that was, you know, gritting, like, you know, and, and playing hard. And so, uh, you know, we, we pushed the first squad. Now, obviously, Ray wasn't invited to the reunion. Is anybody else from that team on the outs like Ray? No. Nope. 
It's everybody else's together. <laughs> everybody, I just talked to E House <laughs> not too long ago. He asked me what I'm doing. He gonna come, you know, have some brunch with me, you know. <laughs> so uh, nobody's on the outskirts. It's you know, and Ray's really Ray put himself on the outskirts. You know what I mean? Because he made it about him. You know what I mean? He made it about him. I think if he would have went to KG or if he went to, you know, Paul and just say, hey, man, this is why I'm feeling, you know, respect me. I love you. And, and I'll see you guys down the road. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they can they can be dialogue. You know what I mean? But, you know, we're a tight knitted group and loyalty sticks out, you know, to us. Was he lot. that? T- was he a part of that group no. at that time, even when he was playing or? No. You know, my take was, is, you know, Ray was that guy jesus shuttlesworth and things changed for him when he came to the celtics he had to evolve meaning the fact that he had to you know let go some things in order to to be a part of something great and you know um he 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 didn't like how everything was going you could tell so is even after y'all won it like even during that season or or after when y'all even after we won it it was just you know, he felt like he wasn't important in the role as much as he was at the beginning. Um, you know, Avery Bradley started to play yeah. a little bit more. Things started to change for him, and, you know, he wanted to go where, where he thought he felt loved and he felt wanted and needed. So you saying if they had, if he had gone to the veterans and told them what he was thinking, even though it was Miami, he still would have been cool with it? Yeah, I think they would have still – It'd have been to the point where we could still have a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not yeah. even talking anymore. Like I see, if Kate, they be probably wouldn't say nothing to the man, you know. So, you know, it, you know, it's, it's somebody got to be the big guy. You think it'll uh, now? You, you and Ray? Do y'all? I know you probably don't, I don't talk, talk but to if Ray. you saw him, would it be awkward and not talk, or would you just be like, "Yo, what's up, man? It's cool." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'll probably be like, you probably hide your hand, like. <laughs> Man, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he he has to be the first. He has. Just, you think he has to make it? He's the one that's got to make it right, huh? I think so. Just reaching out. Hey, no hard feelings, guys. You know. He didn't do that with the Facebook post. Nah, Ray is <laughs> stubborn. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man. All right. Well, look. Let's get to a little something else. Mm-hmm. You uh, played with the Clippers. Yep. Obviously, Doc was your coach in Boston and with the Clippers. If you were running that franchise, there's a lot of talk about what they need to do. All right? Mm. Blake's a free agent. Chris is a free agent. Um, J.J. Reddick. From the front office, coaching staff, players, if you had the control, what would you do with that team? If I had the control, I would definitely have to, to talk to my president. Um, and see where his mind is at on his guys and what he thinks. Um, and then I got to search for a, a, a new culture, something to start a new culture, either a new coach or a player that's going to set the tone. Well, the president is the coach. Yeah, the president is the coach. <laughs> so he going to be like, the coaching staff is great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the president is the coach. I have to find me a new coach, and uh, or, or you know, just find somebody who's gonna who's gonna kind of shock the culture in a good way. So, um, and then also I have to break that big three up. Really, I gotta break it up. 
You know what I mean? Because it, it's been it's been a minute now, and if you guys can't put your egos aside and 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 work uh, accordingly, you know it's time to move on. And then at the same time, you guys, you know, I don't, you know, you, you're not healthy. You know, Chris is always getting hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Blake's always getting hurt. I gotta give myself a chance. So um, I definitely will have to, you know, start from the top on down and question where your mind where like where you like where's your heart at in this thing and you know are you putting you know can we put the right right pieces together and you know if we can't we got to get you out of there what um what is your take on uh this big topic in the nba now the resting of players Mm. you know as a coach i agree you know um because especially if you're a playoff contending team and you know, you know the LeBron James and you know the the you know the the Leonard's of the world playing so many minutes. You need to give him some rest. Um, and also that you know, I think it. I think if we would give them some rest, we would see better basketball from our our role players because these guys play mm. so much. Okay. And you know that's one thing I you know. I've seen a lot, you know, Houston playing so many minutes, you know what I mean? And um, I I just really think that if they can, uh, you know, I I believe in rest, you know what I mean? I believe it, you know, if you you got it, you know, use it to your best advantage. I think in addition to the players sitting out games, I think one of another thing that kind of supports, honestly, I'd like to see them go to about 60, 65 games. Yeah. I mean, I know the money is the problem and they wouldn't do it, but I think the injuries you see in the playoffs, maybe that would be would be decreased if you played fewer regular season games. I know. Because that's always a factor in the playoffs. Yeah. Every year. I was looking at Kawhi Leonard's injury. Nobody yeah. was around him. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And that, that, that type of stuff right there come fatigue of muscles and you know, yeah. um, you know, just playing so many minutes wearing down. Who you who you you think like most people that Golden State and Cleveland on a collision course to the finals? Man, yeah, man. Just the way it's going right now and just you could just see the energy in both teams. Mm-hmm. You know, um that's one thing I appreciate, you know, playing with the Celtics is that you know that winning energy, you know that winning chemistry. And when you watch LeBron and you watch Golden State with Draymond and you know, you see that they're waiting for each other. That they're not playing around. That, you know, this is gonna be a finals to remember. Who you got? Man, that's the question. <laughs> I'm, I I got the Cavs, man. Really? Cause uh, Golden State just—I feel like they think they just gonna win it easy. Just like I feel like they, when you watch them and you watch the Cavs, like I feel like the Warriors look like the defending champion. <laughs> like they won it last yeah, year, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah, that's a good point. You know, um, I want LeBron to win it, man. I ain't even gonna lie to you, man. I just like what he's doing right now, and it's just great to see him, you know, dominate the game of basketball right now. Where do you stand on this, the greatest of all time debate, LeBron, Jordan, or any anybody else? <clears throat> yeah, you know what? Um, looking at it and seeing it. It's just great to see for the game, you know. Um, and Jordan dominated in the era, in his era, 
Um, and LeBron dominated it in, in his area. He's dominating, and uh, he's still got time to go. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think there's so many chapters, chapters to still be written for LeBron, you know, um, and he's he definitely going to be one of the greatest players to ever live. All right, my man. <laughs> Great as always in Thanks the zone. Thanks for having me. All right, we welcome into the zone, my man, Jared Dudley. Yes. Great to see you, brother. Looking sharp, too. Making me look bad on my own podcast, but I guess we'll go there. This is my uh, my Fox Sports debut, so I'm excited. <laughs> First day of the day. Now, you are, I mean, I know you still have two years left on your deal. Yes. Um, you plan to play those out, I imagine. Obviously, yeah, okay. got to play those. Yeah. And then, I mean, when you're a kid, when I wanted to play in the NBA, I wanted to play 10 years. This is okay. my 10th year now. So and then now you try to set the set the bar. You know, I'm trying to get to 14, 15. Okay. And then, you know, I, I got the full pension, so I'm good right now. <laughs> so I, I just keep it going as long as, long as you can. You want to transition. I've seen you all over, heard you mm-hmm. all over. Do you, do you want to transition into broadcasting? I, I think it's my three Eventually? things. Either broadcasting, either front office, okay. or coaching. And that's where... Family decision, personal preference, and that's why you, you try to fill out like you know where you want to live, what you want to do, and you know coaching's basically back on that same lifestyle. Yeah. And do you want to continue that? But that's a passion of mine, also. All right, man, that's good. Mm-hmm. Well, look, we gonna get you right, get your opinions okay. on some things mm-hmm. going on in the NBA right now. Obviously, Cleveland Golden State look like they're on a collision course to the finals. You agree with that? That everybody feels is a foregone conclusion? For sure. I mean, I think those two teams are by far the most talented, best players. Um, uh, I, th- I think it's going to be real quick. I-, I picked the Warriors early. Okay. I- even now, I- it's just so hard. But I will say Cleveland and Wade Braun has been playing lately on a whole nother level because P.J. Tucker's my guy, and to me he's one of the best wing defenders you had. And I thought he did a good job. He still had 37, yeah, yeah, 10. Yeah. And he got man. Right, 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 exactly. No disrespect No, 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 no. Hey, it's not when it's the way LeBron's playing. And they're the one team that can give Golden State where they – like to switch all the ball screens, and they have two guys who can go get it and make plays for others. Um, I'm still going to get a slight edge to Golden State, but I, I think it's, they're going to be there real quick. A lot of fans feel like KD going to Golden State and these two teams kind of being the clear cream of the crop in their conferences has kind of ruined the regular season. And maybe some feel like the playoffs. Um, as a player, what was your feeling, I mean, when you saw how great right. those two teams are? Well, I mean, initially I didn't like the decision. I mean, obviously everyone has their own opinion on that with KD going just because KD usually when you're a top five player, usually guys come to you, mm-hmm. usually. And usually, you know, you know, and if it wasn't in, in OKC, a lot of friends would want to go play with KD. Mm-hmm. I thought the way he likes to play, he's yep. unselfish. You see him now. And they were up 3-1. And to join that team, obviously, hey, he's, he's his own man. He can do that, and he set himself up pretty well. I, I think it's not – I mean, the NBA's never been like the football where you're going to have, you know, 10 teams for a championship. Yeah. I think it's better when you have four to five teams legitimately have a chance instead of two. When you're facing, like, as a player that's got to compete against those mm-hmm. teams, though, and you know your team doesn't have a chance, right. I mean, how how tough is that? Uh, it's discouraging at times. I, I think it depends on the situation. Uh, when I've been in Milwaukee and obviously uh, now in Phoenix, we are young teams. So trying to show, uh, show them the foundation of how they did it. Overall, the hard work, the, the, the film okay. sessions, because eventually you, what you're trying to do when you're a young team, kind of what Boston is, is you're trying to catch them when they're on their downslide in a couple years where instead of LeBron being 31, he's 34, he's coming down slowly. And then you have a guy like Devin Booker who's now entering okay. his prime at 23, 24. Uh, but what you try to do, I mean, it's, it's like anything you try to go out there and compete uh but with those guys i mean shoot i I don't think we beat any of those teams at all this year (laughs) (laughs) well look you played golden state with Mm -hmm. durant without durant 
there's a debate. Are they better with or without him? What's your What's your take? Uh, I I think for an 82 game season, I think that the, the 72 team uh, win was better. Yeah. 73. Um, I I just thought just because their depth overall with Barbosa, Spades, they came in so many different levels. I thought Livingston and Inguadala had a bigger role. Uh, but if you're gonna try to tell me that team could beat that team, I think Durant in the playoffs when you need him, okay. and that's when I think where the difference of them in the finals, where instead of Harrison Barnes in that spot, now they have Kevin Durant where. Yeah. He's going to put – there's going to be some games where he might get the edge on LeBron, which that would never, ever happen on any other uh, any other time uh, in the old series. So uh, that team with Durant, I would say it's more postseason ready because of him, another option. But uh, for 82-game season, I'm going to go with the 73 That's an win. intelligent take because yeah. I, I agree. Like during the regular season, mm-hmm. they're certainly more exciting and they look like they might be better without him. But in the playoffs when they're going to need him, if they bottle up Steph, bottle up Clay. Now you got Durant to deal with. For sure, I, I thought the biggest thing is Durant just uh, just brought Clay down to like, I mean not Clay brought Curry down to like hey, instead of being a superstar, a star. Yeah. I think when he's not there, he's the most exciting player in the NBA. Uh, he's the most unique where he can give you forty and how his shooting is is like, and they, they look for him so much more. Yeah. When KD's there, he, I'm not saying he takes a back seat, but obviously you can definitely tell it's a it's a huge preference of trying to give KD the ball to get him going, and because of that. Sometimes Curry and Clay can get lost at times yeah, throughout yeah. throughout the game. Even though they get their numbers, it's not the same, and you see their aggressiveness is is not what it usually is. You got to be honest with me on okay. this. All right, if you were in Steph's shoes, would you want Durant there or have wanted him there? Because you're right. Have. What you just described is right. absolutely true. I wouldn't have just because the, the only reason why I wouldn't have at that time is because they were the best team. They should have actually won the series before. You were you were the face. Yeah. I mean, people don't understand. LeBron will always be the face, but overall, like if you ask little kids last year when he was going on that run, the favorite player it was Steph Curry. His shoes before you know they lost the finals was the highest selling shoe, I bet, if not top two. Um, And and because it was your show, and in a way, like. You know, we were looking at Steph Curry. What's his legacy going to be like? I mean, yeah. there was so many old heads of, you know, back in the day, you know, trying to knock him, trying that. It, it was such so much hype because we saw we've never seen anything like him. And because of that, KD coming, I feel like it lost some of its luster. And I don't know if he can get it back because yeah. I feel like KD's going to be there for at least two, three years to try to get him a ring or two. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If if Now, what did players, no names, but mm-hmm. players you talk to, obviously, about the KD situation, how did guys feel? I, I thought for a, a general, were disappointed just in the sense of he didn't need to do it. Overall, it was like you know I would say when he, when he first announced it, everyone was shocked. I was shocked. I, I thought I was hearing possibly like you know him if he wanted to start his own with the Lakers. I mm-hmm. feel like any team he would have picked besides them, Boston would have been like okay, it's his team. But to join that team, we just never seen it. Yeah. Like the closest thing was Braun when he teamed up. But they were teaming up to try to beat the Celtics because they couldn't beat them. Yeah. At least it was like, hey, even though, it, you know, I think Braun kind of started the super team, like, and, and it's going to keep going now. So, you know, you know, you ask, you get what you, what you ask for for him. So, but I, I would say General didn't like that. And then now they look at it, you know, hey, he made his decision. Let's move on. Did it lower his stature, I guess, in guys' eyes a little bit? That's a great question. I, I think we're all in, in the moment. I think at that time, I think it did. But I think if they go out and win three chips in a row, yeah. You forget about it, yeah. you know. And people said the same thing about Braun. Yeah, that was a right. huge thing. I mean, we don't even think about it anymore because he won this title with Cleveland. This was a huge thing for Braun last year, like where you don't even think about the Miami and him doing that. Now, look, you played with the Clippers. I know it was brief, right? But why they are the most underachieving team I can think of. I'm not saying they should win, it, right? But they should be a factor. And they went out in the first round. I know Blake was injured, but still, 
Why do you think you've played with some of those guys? They can't at least live up to their potential. It was the worst chemistry that I've ever been on in any team I played on in the NBA. Wow. And, wow. and the reason why I say that is the environment when I got there, even Doc came in with great, you know, if everyone knows Doc, especially his interview, he's a huge car salesman in the sense of <laughs> he can make you believe. Like, he's the best pregame speaker of any coach I've ever had. He make you want to run, run through a wall beforehand. But it, he, he uh, inherited a team that, for one, was just a weird personality meshing together. We never hung out. Never, I, I can count on one hand the, the dinners you, we went to together. That being said, is on every other team I've been on, I mean, out of 41 road games, we at least can go to 10 to 15 dinners. Wow. I mean, wow. minimum. I mean, if you look at Braun and the Warriors this year, they rent out restaurants after games yeah. and hang out. So yeah. you have that. There, there were so many clicks in it. You know, Blake was with DJ, which is fine. You, I, we have clicks now with Phoenix, but overall it was to a point where they wouldn't even think about inviting anybody. So then so that, that gives you the personal, and then you get on the court where you get into practice, it's so much tension, guys going at each other in a, in a negative mean. Like yeah, I mean, overall, it, it seemed that way. I, I call it this, and I, I tell DJ to his face all the time, like, we were bipolar. They were the coolest guys off the floor trying to talk to you in the locker room, and then we got on the court, it was like, this guy cussing, this dude out, this guy mad at this guy, where... It was weird for me coming with Nash. It was so much positive. Yeah, High yeah, five, yeah. handshake. Hey, let's get it next one. So when you have that tension, just think about when 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 the pressure gets tight, and then now you got to come even more together. You already fragmented before you even get going. Mm-hmm. So overall, they would never, with that core, will never get to. I, 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 I'm even. I'm, I'm even. Bold enough to say, even get to a Western Conference Finals, wow. just because you have to beat a teams like San Antonio, Golden State, even Houston, where you know their star players, you know, can make the other play. And also, I would say this about Doc was every good team that I've been on had a system. Basically, he's a great X and O's, but it's basically get the ball CP 100 percent of the time. And you do a hundred pick and rolls. Well, eventually the good teams adjust throughout of a series, and that's when Chris Paul seems kind of you know mortal, even though he'll have three or four big games. Eventually they catch on, which any any good team does. That's that's a great point because I yeah. thought watching that Utah series, it looked like Utah was executing them to death. Way better. You know, on both sides. Of the they, have, they have a system. Overall, yeah. they could lose George Hill for a game or Gorbert, and you could put someone in a la, a la uh, the Warriors, San Antonio, where it's a system, flares, flow, balls getting. And the Clippers, you could be on the wing, a wing player, and you might not touch the ball for seven, eight minutes. Wow. You know what I mean? Because the offense doesn't involve swinging the ball from side to side and getting that motion. Now, how much of the – you talked about the chemistry. There's mm-hmm. a lot of rumbles about Chris Paul. Like, mm-hmm. he's just tough to play with. He's so hard on his teammates. What's that dynamic like? You know what? I, I wouldn't say that when I, when I was with Chris. I mean, overall, uh, the biggest competitor I've ever played with, including Nash, including John Wall, he hated to lose more than he liked to win, if that makes wow. sense for you guys. Uh, defensively, always wanted to guard the best point guards, always wanted to get after guys. Um, wasn't huge in practicing overall. I mean, with Doc, you, you don't even practice. <laughs> Literally, I mean, in a month, you could practice once or twice. And people so think you're I'm joking. Off. You, you're off. You don't do what you show up, shoot uh, around? St- start, start, starters, you know, you can come if you want to. Bench, come in, get some shots, um, run through some plays. Wow. And the reason why it's difficult, I try to tell people, is you can't get a flow. So usually... 90% of his teams, the bench is going to be worse because you're not even used to playing. Stars are going to play 35 minutes. You mm-hmm. might play 10, 15, but you're not even getting practice run to get the chemistry with guys. They say, hey, here's Jamal Crawford. Here you go. Do you know? Do your yeah, thing. Yeah. And for him, he gets his own shots by creating himself, so it's easy for him. Uh, but with Chris, no, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't that bad, but I would just go by your vocabulary and how you talk to your teammates. Okay. 
Now, that being said, is there's certain guys you have to cuss out to get going. Certain guys you got to hype up. But you got to know each player from different. Everyone everyone is functioning different ways, and that's what they do a poor job over, not just Chris, I would say the Clippers in general. So if you were running the Clippers, there's a lot of talk about right. what they should do this offseason. I'm talking about front office, mm-hmm. coaching staff, players. You know who's a free agent. Chris, right. Blake, J.J. Reddick, what would you do? Uh, you know, first off, you have to see, do you think Doc's the guy? I, I would say this. I would take the GM job because, obviously, if, if, if you went through it, I don't know if he had really one good – GM, you know, <laughs> acquisition of what he's done. So I would say first fire him as a GM, keep him one more year as a coach. Okay. People keep saying blow it up. Like, I mean, they're over the cap. They can't even get anyone. So you, who are you going to bring in? I mean, who's it? Bob Mucci going to be your, your, your starting power forward? People don't understand. Mm-hmm. So you got to sign Chris back. You got to sign Blake back. You offer him the five year max. Bomber will pay it. They'll be over the cap again. Then once you bring them back, you trade Blake Griffin. And the reason why you trade him like CP, because you can get a star player if you wanted. Mm-hmm. You can get three good role players and draft picks. So you got basically, you got to convince him to stay to trade him. And if there's anyone mm-hmm. that could do it, it's Doc Rivers. This guy. But well, you don't have to tell him, right? You don't have to. Just, and, yeah. and this is where his agent, like, I mean, if I'm him, I'm mellow. I, I, need, a, I need a no trade clause yeah. because you get to pick. If not, you can trade him Indiana for Paul George. That's what I try to do. You could do uh, Boston and get maybe Bradley and Crowder, or or you if you want Jalen Brown and then a pick, you yeah. can do that. I mean, you have you have so many options where you can get it to him, um, and it's gonna be interesting. But that's what I would do because they need to get role players to help with that. But with that being said, if doctors have a system, you can bring anyone in there, and it's still gonna be stagnant or hey, ISO basketball. Yeah, yeah. That was so. Give me a quick example okay. of a Doc great pregame speech. I've heard Pat Rott's things. About Pat Riley, what's some stories about? Doc's okay, he, it, it, one story he was, um, he was, uh, uh, he was a player. It was after his rookie season. He was uh, walking on the beach, either Venice Beach, Manhattan Beach, one of those beaches in L.A. And it was Kareem. Kareem was like on like on the sand doing a workout. And he walked by him, and he went up to him. And we, before he went up to him, he thought Kareem thought he was asking for an autograph. <laughs> and this is the story. He says what he tells us really right before the game. And he's like, hey, no, no autographs, just, no autographs, I'm good. And he looked at him, he's like, what? Like, I just played you. <laughs> I just played against you. It literally it was like, like the last game of the season or the game, uh, or the game before or last. And he basically looked at him and he was like, you know what? The next year, this guy's going to know my name. So next year he he goes in that he goes in that season, he has a good season. He plays them, and apparently he had a big game versus the Lakers. He said, "I bet you remember my name." He said, "Tonight, make sure they know your name." To me, that was a good story. We were hyped up. Like, right, hey, hey. You know, hey, his speeches he was big time. I, Doc Rivers when it came to that, we were ready to run through a wall. That's good. That's good. Now you mentioned uh, Chris Paul wanting yep. to guard the best player all the time, best point guard. A lot of there's been a lot of talk about players hating on Steph. Mm-hmm. And why guys don't like him? First of all, do you feel like there is a, a kind of there is this sentiment out there where a lot of guys don't like Steph? And is it because he doesn't guard the best point guard, or why do you think it is? If, it, well, if it's you know what, I think it's different. Is, is I don't think guys don't dislike him. Actually, I think guys like him and respect him, but they just feel like he gets a pass because he has Clay there, and Clay always guards the best. It's smart. Coaching, it's, it's, I mean, obviously it's the best, but overall, you see a guy giving you 40 and hitting 10 threes, <laughs> but he's over there guarding someone in the corner who's just chilling, or he'll, he'll guard a power forward if he can't score. So I, I just think it's a little resentment for that, but hey, I mean, hey, if you saw it, I mean, CP was the first time I seen them do it a little bit. Bob Mute would guard the point guard yeah, sometimes, yeah. and overall, Damon Lillard, that happens. And, and this, if you can't guard a pick and roll, I mean, I understand it. I just think with Steph, it just, 
it's every guy. So that's why. But I don't think anyone dislikes him whatsoever. Um, but, hey, I mean, when, when you're the Warriors right now, I mean, hey, I don't think anyone likes the Warriors right now the way they're just <laughs> destroying everyone. Who, who's the GOAT? Oh, of all time? Yeah. Oh, it's Florence Jordan. I okay. mean, I, I keep hearing this Braun thing. And I, I will say this, though. If Braun does beat this team today, this year, I think the hype of him just beating that team with with Durant and how he does it, you know, the, the, all the guys have to be there, no injuries. And if he beats them in a, like another seven-game series and it's at Golden State, which, I mean, that's by far, to me, the hardest place to play at with their fans uh-huh. and the way they play. I would say overall, guys, I mean – I think the new generation is going to be like, you know what? I think it's him. That being said, it's what Jordan did is so, I mean, flawless. He never lost. He's such an icon to us. He's still relevant. He owns a team. He, he doesn't have any blemish. I mean, people, I mean, in his prime, he quit. He could have won another one. People don't even understand, you know, we put Two that into place. So uh, I understand that here and there. And also, I mean, I, I think you get bonus points. He stayed with them the whole time. I know he had the Washington stand at the end. But overall, getting guys to come in, Rodman, I think it diminishes a tiny bit. Braun going to Miami slightly. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to put him over the head. I hear Colin say, hey, yeah, he's yeah. over it. No, I, I'm not going that far. <laughs> now, you've guarded LeBron, right. Kobe, Durant. Mm-hmm. Who's the toughest to guard? Kobe in his prime by far. Really? Well, I say it just because his mentality, the triangle, it always puts you in the middle. Like, he was always in attack mode. Braun in a sense of he can give you 30 and you, you won't even feel like he's destroying you because he, he'll get 10 in transition where you, it, it has nothing to do with you. He's going to get, you know, he's going to get a couple of fouls and then he shoots, he might make three threes because you're going to let him shoot five. So overall, he might get hot that one night. So I don't put that, for me, it was always Kobe one, Durant two, then LeBron. Now you played with Shaq uh, in Phoenix. I was, you mentioned Steve right. Nash and Mario Stoudemire. Shaq, I know it had to be some funny stories. The funniest teammate. Him. I mean, man, I mean, overall, when you're that powerful and that funny and have all that much money, it's hilarious. I mean, um, you guys probably heard some of the stories of him. He he loved being naked. I don't know why. I don't even know why. He would come in, take off his clothes, and then chase these trainers around and tackle them. That was I don't know why it was it tackle, tackle them naked. Tackle and them ain't nothing you can do as a they, trainer. They, they would try to run away, and he you know Shaq being that big, he's kind of fast, especially in a short little area. He would always do that, man. And then uh, another one like he you know he thought he was a producer rapper. And he used to have these huge pianos and beatbox. And he made Robin Lopez, his rookie, carry him. So Robin Lopez is coming on the on the plane. I'm like, Robin, yo, it's a Shaq. And sh- while we were gambling, Shaq would be playing his instruments. And he'd be like, yo, Duds, come here. I'm like, all right, man, what, what, you, what you got going on? He's like, listen to this beat. And he would try to make music. And his music he made were all gun sounds. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, man, we're going to war? I'm like, man, what we got going on? Yeah, but hey, Shaq, funniest, best teammate. Uh, unselfish would, would help rookies out take them shopping uh great teammate did you and grant grant hill was there with you guys yeah too. grant's my guy yeah did you have you ever talked to him about <clears throat> what could have been because he was you know we talk about lebron and durant and kobe grant was in that class before he got hurt we never like really got into detail exactly about that but i know you know his injuries I, if you ask him even now we talked a little bit if he had to do it over again, I don't know if he would have signed with Fila. I mean, Fila, I think it was like around $70 million. I think I, yeah. I, I want to ask him. It's hard to turn that down. But Fila wasn't ready at that time to be a, a top shoe company. As you see, they're not here anymore. I mean, we saw this. Actually, the shoes actually looked all right. You know, the yeah, Fila well, shoes. Fila's right, was stylish right, for a while. Right, for yeah, sure. Yeah. But he just said it really messed his ankle. Really? So it, that it was, was just, oh. the biggest thing for him and stuff like that. And if you look at him, I mean, if you look at his foot, I mean, he's had like four ankle surgeries. You could tell it's like an extra set of skin on it. And for him to actually come back, 
the way he did and be a role player. I mean, he was our one of our most athletic players but besides Amar. He was one of our fastest guys. Wow. He was into it. And for me, I mean, G. Hill's like the Obama of the NBA. I mean, <laughs> he, everything's right politically. I talked to him. He's, you know, he's an owner now. Yeah. People don't get it. I mean, he does the broadcasting. He does college, the NBC, ABC, whatever. But uh, we never really got into that detail. But he gave me a funny story one time about T-Mac. When he, they both signed with Orlando, and this is where they thought, you know, G. Hill was going to be the man. And this is where he was hurt, and T-Mac was taking over. He was sc scoring like 35 a game. And he, he went in there, and he went into the locker room. He's like, T-Mac, man, what you, what you doing, man? What you doing? He's like, man, man, just getting ready for the game. And they're like, man, I wonder, I wonder, uh, I wonder what the other team's thinking right now. Some, some, some other player asked T-Mac, he's like, how are they going to stop this kid tonight? <laughs> That's how he was. Like, he was so confident. T-Mac, like, how they going to stop this kid tonight? Like, overall, like, his, G Hill said his confidence was so big, he was like, you could tell he was getting ready to be a star. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that, if, if those two had been able to play together, oh, man. It, people thought it'd be another Jordan Pippen or close. Um, all right, so you say Shaq's the funniest teammate you ever had. It, who's the funniest guy in the league? Funniest guy in the league. I would say, I don't know how he is when it comes to in person, but on Twitter and that is Joel Embiid. Joel yeah, Embiid yeah. right now, I mean, from one, uh, people on Twitter are so politically correct, he, he has fun with it. Yeah. The Trump tweets, the Rihanna, <laughs> telling Braun to come play with him. I, I, I hope he stays healthy. I think it's yeah. good for the game. I think guys like Draymond Green are good for the game. We're so boxed in where you don't want to see the wrong right thing. Overall, I mean, I can't imagine if back in the day they had Twitter with Barkley oh and gosh. these guys. I mean, like, yeah. it would be crazy. And I, and I think we get so, like, when it comes to the endorsements where – we, we can be even more authentic and just be who we are. So who who's the most popular guy in the league? Among players, who's like the most popular guy in the league? I would say Braun. The okay. reason why, because Braun overall, he plays an unselfish basketball where you can still get paid with him. I mean, if you look at Cleveland, I mean – if Cleveland went to chip, they're gonna they're gonna pay Corver and have him come back. Like they'll go over the cap. They know he runs the show. Yeah. Uh he likes to have fun. It's not where, you know, the Kobe mentality where, hey, I'm gonna stay away from my teammates. I'm not gonna do anything. Braun will go out with you. He'll hang out with you. He's a good guy. I mean, shoot, after they won a chip, they took a private jet to Vegas. I mean, not too many teams <laughs> are doing that overall. So I think Braun overall, but there's other players coming up. Harden, the way he's played this year, yeah, players yeah. gonna wanna play with him. John yeah. Wall. Uh players wanna play with unselfish players. So that's where the question is, is I, I want to see what guys go with Westbrook, how they get better. Because overall, the, his brand of basketball, are role players wanting to go there to get paid, to be able to move on? And that's where it's tough. Even though he averages 10 assists, 90% mm -hmm. of those assists are to drop, drop off to the bigs when he's in the air trying to shoot the ball <laughs> half the time. So uh, I'm interested to see that just because he's such a dynamic player. You don't see players really wanting to go there. Yeah. I, I mean, to number me, one, it's Oklahoma. Yeah for, one, yeah, for one, it's Oklahoma that hurts them. For two, it's, it's a role, as a role player. I mean, you need a system. Do they have a system? Their system to me is give the ball to Westbrook either way, either pick and roll or that, where so you don't get to touch the ball. So even when you do touch the ball, it's hard to shoot if you don't have it, if you haven't been, you know, feeling the ball throughout the game. I, I think it's going to be difficult. I think it's going to be more through trades where they're going to have to. Uh, they've done a good job drafting. Yeah. But overall, like when I hear the news, like Blake's going to go to Oklahoma. Blake's not going to Oklahoma. I, I don't know why <laughs> no he's way. not taking less money leaving <laughs> L.A. to go back there. I, I know people, he's from there. When I was in L.A., I think he went, went back home once a year. <laughs> um, Lonzo Ball, uh, is he going to have an extra target on his – is all this putting a target on his back or is it just they're going to go at him anyway? So uh, it's, an extra, it's an extra target for sure uh, just because of his dad, obviously. Um, not the shoe. The shoes, are, you know, overall we, we laugh about it. Overall, I, I wish him the best of it. Yeah. I, I think for someone like that. 
uh, to think outside the box. I just, if it hurts him, I don't want him losing millions. People say, you know what, it's his. But overall, I mean, I think Nike is offering two or three million per yeah, year. I mean, overall, it's still 15 million. And we don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, you, I, if you talk to my guy like Sebastian Telfair, he got 18 from Adidas. You don't know if you're going to get hurt, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. Or you need that. And you get, he has brothers and his family you want to take care of. But, um, yeah, point guards are going to go after him. Guys like John Wall. I mean, what they heard about, what they said about Steph Curry. You don't think Steph Curry's going to have that circle? <laughs> man. Uh, but the, you know what? The funny thing about it is I believe he, he's going to live up to the hype. I love how he plays. He's the guy where we're talking about system. He loves to give the ball up. Yeah. He's athletic. He doesn't mind the hockey assist where a lot of point guards want to hold the ball at the end. He's not that way. So uh, I could easily see him one or two depending on the slides of this lottery coming up. All right. Well, look, man, you have been fantastic. Appreciate brother. it. And, and honestly, like, you you gave us a taste of the broadcast, yes. the analysis. I give you everything. You gave us some strategy <laughs> for the coaches. Yep. You, you broke down the front office with the – like, the three things yes. you mentioned that you'd like to do, man, you you showed skill in all of them. So, great job, man, for I real. I appreciate it, man. Thank you That's, guys for having We're going to have you back here, too. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate it.